Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk about everything animation here on the Overly Animated, Overly Animated Podcast, including Steven Universe, which we'll be getting into today. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by uh, Beatriz Murad. Hi! John McKenna. Hi, everybody. And Steve Zeck. Hi. Today, uh, we will, uh, Beatrice, John, Steve and I will be getting in once again for the third time and potentially of many getting into wanted <laughs> Steven Universe wanted special. This is our feedback number two podcast. Uh, we'll be ga- taking your questions and comments on all things the wanted of Steven Universe. We still have not heard anything about uh, the future of Steve as of this recording of Steven Universe. So uh, we'll be continuing to talk about Wanted. Um, we already did one feedback podcast, and you can check that out at overlyanimated.com. But we had over half of the questions left, and there have been more since. So we will be once again be delving into your feedback. Oh, oh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. Um, uh, wanted feedback number one mo- mainly focused on who killed Pink Diamond Theories. Um, Pink Diamond Theories, White Diamond Theories, so if you're more interested in that, listen to that one first. We'll get a little bit into it on this one, too. There's some follow-up theories that we'll, we'll, we want to get into. But we'll also focus on the other elements of Wanted. The underappreciated, less exciting, but uh, still very exciting elements of Wanted. And as we also had a, re- a Wanted recap podcast as well, check out all of that at OverlyAnimated.com. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes uh, at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes. So... Uh, we are going to get into uh, all of these uh, various wanted stuff. Um, let's, uh, I guess, since we have three uh, new faces on, this is like our, we've now had like 10 people chime in on wanted. So very, very, very briefly, uh, can each of you uh, give me your brief thoughts on wanted, starting with Beatrice? Uh, I loved it. Uh, anything with Blue Diamond is something I'm going to like because I love her character design. But yeah, I thought it was a great uh, hour-long special, and it just gave us more. It just showed once again that they're great at world building and plugging in things. And I don't know, I just really enjoyed it. And I am surprising myself by saying this, but I love the fact that they had Lars as the one <laughs> that came along with Steven. Steven, like it just by the end, in the beginning, I hated it, but at the end, I was like, oh my god, yes, this is why. <laughs> A lot, a lot um, of Lars haters have turned into Lars uh, supporters here. Yeah. No, like not a hater, but I mean, <laughs> I'm te- not a te- hater. Tepid uh, Lars. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I just mean that, like, I now understand why he he was the character that had to go with Steven. Like, I I get that now. We'll go into a bit later, I think. But yeah, we'll get into yeah. some Lars stuff on this one. Yeah, good good stuff, John. Um, met and exceeded all expectations. I was. I was on pins and needles after the previous bomb ended. This one just laid laid out season five. I I think it's going to be laying out season five in such an unexpected way. And for the first time in since maybe last summer, I'm really excited to watch the show again. It was amazingly well made. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Great, great take. Definitely, definitely agree. Steve, what's your want to take? I thought it was amazing. It was, I think it blew past the zoo arc and the previous bomb, and and just uh, being overall like making me excited for the show too. I, I it, it I thought season four kind of slow, so this makes up for season four. This is like the first like great episode since the end of season three, and I'm just excited to see what happens next. I, I love what they did with Lars, done with Lars, 
And I'm excited, and I'm excited to meet all these new characters. It's so cool to meet. I think we all have our favorites. I just I just love them all. And I even have a... By the way, can I, can I say why I call the off-colors? My, my nickname, I call them the Misfit Gems. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely do seem like I the... want to miss some toys. Here. Yeah, exactly. we're a couple of misfits. We're a couple <laughs> of misfits. That's exactly, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a good call on that. Yes, yeah, so let's let's get into the off colors uh, to start with. We uh, under under discussed here uh, so far on our podcast. Um, I want to uh, get into so our first feedback item was from Steve, but since Steve is here, Steve can just give us his take on uh, who his favorite off color is, and then we can get everyone's take. So, Steve, who who stood out to you of the off colors? Okay. Okay. Um, should I just say it? Should I read what I wrote, or you want me? You to can. Just... You can give it to me in your own your own different words, or you can read it. Yes, either one. Well, well, simple. My favorite is Papa Patricia. The, uh, the Sef- let's, yeah, yeah. Let's call it Patricia. Papa Patricia. We've been struggling. Or Patty. Here, yeah. Let's just call Patty. Patty. Yeah, we can do Patty. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I just thought she's very cute and funny. Um, she, she just uh, kind of a little bit of an come up somebody of an airhead and it's also certain characters i like you know dylan you lo- you love the mean girls but my type is like the good-hearted airhead which is kind of why i do think like one of my favorite loud sisters is lenny loud why ty lee was my favorite avatar was one of my favorite avatar characters i just love that type of character that's just me <laughs> nice yeah yeah a lot of a lot of love for uh this this uh this new sapphire for sure um beatrice who is your favorite off color I mean, I'm going to have to agree. I love Paprika. I I really do. I think she, I mean, I just think just in terms of the concept, like that's just a perfect misfit. Like, of course, the like, I don't know, telling the future, but says it too late. Like, that's just great for me. And I know I just found it really funny. I found her kind of to alleviate the mood. So like that could have been a very, it could have been pretty heavy, you know, because like I don't know, just it could have been a pretty. It, they could have gone very heavy, and she was a great tool that they used to make it still like light and Steven University. If that yeah. makes any sense. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, uh, John, favorite off color. Um, I'm gonna go with Rutile actually. Okay. Because yeah. I loved, I actually, because I really liked Rutile's design, the whole Siamese gem mm-hmm. look. I liked how she actually looked the least human because it kind of plays into the theory that gems on Earth. Uh, construct their bodies to look like humans, so it would make more sense that you wouldn't have human-looking gems on Homeworld. And also, I thought Ashley Birch really played the character very well. He had a great way of having both heads of the Rutile character play off each other, complete each other's sentences, and that's kind of hard to do, and she did it very well, and she really made that character uh, come to life a lot more. Paparaccia, I know, fan favorite. I didn't mind her the second go around, but I'm still not sold on the whole airhead type. <laughs> Steve disagrees, obviously, but yeah, <laughs> this is this is a uh, a controversial character type for sure. Uh, definitely the the haters and lovers. Yeah, good. Yeah, good yeah. Wife. <laughs> Steve, Steve's called waifu okay uh it's called um yeah uh I definitely love the Rutile twins I'll I'll take a stance here on this I'll go with I forget see I forget the name so you know maybe that's not a good sign but the fusion someone remind me of what the yeah the, the big one no not the giant caterpillar the uh uh-huh. the, the... oh Rodonite. Rod, run okay yeah run 
Yeah. Road Knight. Yeah. She's uh I I really connected with her upon rewatch because um she's like really hysterical uh about everything and I just found it really funny and relatable. So uh just very worried and uh I I, I just I liked the of all the one notedness, um like I think Rutai was more of a character, like more of a well rounded character. But of like the one the one notedness of the others, I, I I liked her hysterical-ness. So um also giant caterpillar also cool. So I don't know, she yeah. kinda reminded me of like jib i don't know why she reminded me kind of like an old lady from a ghibli movie in some ways giant caterpillar like her face yeah definitely definitely sand you could see her as like uh the the sweet witch uh sister twin from uh yeah from spirited away yeah um so yeah all all good um patron when i I saw uh fluoride it kind of reminded but the image i got in my head was it would be as if the cat the caterpillar from alice in wonderland yes and tree trunks had a baby and created fluoride. That was the image I got. Inter- interesting, interesting take. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. like she had like that old grandma drawl, and yeah. obviously she's a caterpillar, so that I could totally it see the of... tree trunks. Yeah, yeah. I I have my own yeah. thoughts on on that character. Um, the situation in one of my comments, I said the uh, off colors, but they could be this show's kind of take on physically and mentally challenged people. I kind of got that vibe. I'm someone who in my life, I have been around a lot of physically and mentally challenged people in my life. So I kind of got that feel from my experience, especially her. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's it's inter- it's totally something the show would would get into. Um, I think it's a really valid take. I think the p- previous thing we saw related to that was the uh, a lot of people said the Onion Friends in the last Onion episode mm-hmm. were takes on like physical disabilities. Um, I believe, or what it is what that take was, but um, yeah, I could totally see where you're coming from on this, on the Steve with the off colors, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, it's it's interesting. And, and the show has kind of done something like that, and the show's kind of done something like that in the past too, because some people think Peridot, for example, is supposed to be representative of being on the autism spectrum, where because the way she has that whole un- inability to feed off each other's emotions and sort of social ineptitude combined with high intelligence. So I could definitely see the show doing that with the off colors. Yeah. Yeah. You could, you could get into this for a lot of aspects. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a larger discussion. We'll table it for now, but there's a lot of different stuff to get into, but yeah, it's an interesting point and potential, I don't know, potential round table topic. Um, pay, pay, uh, patron Rachel, uh, has to say, uh, pad Pratch, uh, Sapphire, um, in the way that her future vision was portrayed, reminded me of Karen Smith from yeah. Mean Girls with her ESPN or something. <laughs> I thought yeah. this was a very funny take from oh. from Rachel. Yeah. Um her yeah. her ESPN, I agree. Uh David says, uh, I don't think the off colors are coming to earth. I think their function is going to be uh is going to be good gems who inherit homeworld at the end of the series. Mm-hmm. The meek shall inherit the alternate earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's a larger discussion. We've gotten to this a little bit uh, with, uh, you know, are the off-colors going to somehow get back through Lars or otherwise? Or I I, I like David's take, though, that this is like the new generation of homeworld gems that might take over after the diamonds are overthrown. It seems very far down the road, but, uh, yeah, I I, I like that take. Oh, um, by the way, I I think, though, Blue Diamond probably might survive the series. I think she might be reformed and not... You know, mm. so I I hope so because I I like her, I like Yellow Diamond too, but I don't see her character might be someone who I can't see churning. But 
And it, I don't know about that. I think it's going to be like some epic tragic thing where like Yellow Diamond wants to like stay with the fall of Homeworld and Blue Diamond's like, I'll stay with you because I love you. And it's like, I, I could see them both like just not surviving this. Mm, oh. Yeah. Yeah. So Steve's proposing hashtag Blue Diamond Redemption. And uh, yeah. it's, I'm it's, all for that, but I don't know <laughs> if she would make it. <laughs> hashtag uh, Blue Diamond yeah. Death on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> There's there's yeah. a lot of uh, there's a lot of possibilities. Here. Oh, redemption is, death. Redemption death. Yeah, tragic oh, tragic sacrifice. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah heart, I'm an anime. Heart. Yeah, it's it's very it's, it's very tropey. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, it's uh could, could could be interesting. So there's a lot of a lot of possibilities. The blue diamond inherits things is uh is an interesting take. Um, okay, I have brief fo- not brief but uh, follow ups to uh, some more. I have some more. Uh, who killed Pink Diamond theories to get into? Um, <laughs> these are some, there's some long ones. This is this is the meaty stuff. There's no red answers here, but uh, we have, we have some follow ups. So let's start with a uh, Tai Dao uh, old friend. Tai Dao sent us a complete version of the theory he proposed that we didn't really understand on last time. So we'll try to understand it this time. Is uh, Water Dash Shuriken on Tumblr? He has a full. I'll read the I'll read. I selected the. <laughs> The parts that uh, made the most coherent. So this and the next one. So uh, Taito's theory says that Yellow Diamond conspired with Rose uh, to kill Pink Diamond. So this is an interesting take. Um, I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna say the colors and not Diamond. We'll see. Or I might say YD. Well, it'll. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is this is tough saying things with diamond a lot. I don't know how the show does it, but uh, okay. So Tidal says yellow had a plan to overthrow white. Uh, this plan could or could not have included blue and pink. However, what if pink found out about this and did not agree with yellow? This would lead to interesting places. Yellow would then have to get rid of pink as she could be exposed. The question is how. Well, that is an easy one. By the end of Earth Rebellion, we would have had uh, by the end by the by then the Earth Rebellion would have been established. Yellow contacted the leader of the rebellion rose quartz and offered her a deal yellow would shatter pink for her own reasons but rose quartz would take the fall the earth would be left alone yellow put the cluster inside the earth as a way to get rid of the rebellion and more importantly not to avenge pink's death but to erase any trace of her collaboration with the rebellion i guess rose never told anyone about the deal she made with yellow as it probably is easier for everyone to think she did the shattering this also le- uh, leads with yellow's face when steven said he did it he shattered pink uh, yellow was probably surprised rose was holding up her end of the bargain yellow probably wanted the trial to be over quickly as possible so rose wouldn't change her mind and call out what yellow had done that is all also a reason why she snapped when Zircon came close to, tell it, to find it, figuring out the truth. Okay. The theory, yellow conspired with Rose to kill pink. Um, I heard a sigh, Beatriz. What's your, what's, what's your I take? Just, I just don't. Okay. People are, keep saying, I understand why people are like, oh, she flipped out when um, the lawyer gem accused her of, of killing, uh, killing pink diamond. I understand why they think, Oh, that's suspicious. She should totally do it. But think of the yellow diamond we've met so far. She's always been angry. She's always been reactionary. She's always been like completely like if, like if you at any point, like, um, what's that word? Not dishonor, dis like insult me. If you at any point, insult me and who I am and my position, you're gone. You know what I mean? Like, remember that yeah. face she made when Paradox called her a clod? Like, come on. Like, she's in, she's a very angry person. So I don't see it as, like, I see as such, I see that such a reactionary thing that Yellow Diamond would do. I don't see that as something that would be suspicious. And it just, it makes no sense. It just, it, I don't see how she would, like, I don't see her gaining something from this, like, at all. 
Like, why would she want to overthrow White Diamond? Why would she have to kill Pink Diamond to overthrow White Diamond? It just, I don't know. It just, it's too convoluted, and I don't think they're going to go that route. I, I think I have one. I have one. If I can have a quick rebuttal to that, I do think that Yellow Diamond may have had a hand in Pink Diamond's death, but I don't think Rose Quartz had a hand in it. It's quite clear that they got rid. That at least according to them, they got rid of every Rose Quartz in Pink's entourage as soon as they found out about the plot. Honestly, I think it might be a case that Pig Diamond had control of Earth, as established in the show, was losing control of the Earth because the rebellion was getting out of hand. And the only way to kind of get control back was for Yellow to kill Pink, pin it on a Rose Quartz soldier, and use that as an excuse, along with White Diamond, to finally crush Earth and kill the rebellion off. But that failed obviously I See, think that, but then, but why why wouldn't they just like if, if anything just be like okay pink we're gonna designate you to an air er- another area because we know the big deal that would be if like we actually killed you because it would be it's a huge deal so i don't know i think it would dri- i think it would drive uh the uh the, the last remaining soldiers to fight harder if they realized pink diamond died as a result of the rebellion uh, i i kind of agree with beatrice i don't think yellow diamond did it because i just think it's too obvious. I think she's like a red herring, pretty much. Yeah. And in most cases, in these courtroom cases, believe it or not, in this situation, the person who would have done it was actually Blue Diamond. I don't think that's the case in this case, but I'm just saying, in most cases, someone like Yellow who reacts like that, that's the red herring, and, and it's always the one you least expect. I got my own theory, what I thought happened. I think... I think Big Diamond faked her own death. I think she's still alive. Alive, yes. yes. And I and I think also no one reason is Rose's powers. Um, her powers like it's just like let's see her tears can bring me back to life and all the stuff. It's too. I, I'm pretty convinced that Pink Diamond is a nice person. She's a nice person because to ha- have anyone under her to have those type of powers, it and be an evil like mean person like it just doesn't make sense. And also, I also think this theory I have out there is that Pink Diamond, you know, kind of transferred her her powers to Rose because I think our Rose Quartz, she is, a.k.a. Steven, is way too OP. I think they must have somehow gotten that power transferred to her from Pink Diamond. That's... Yeah, yeah, that's it's a good point. Yeah. We've talked about how OP Steven is. Um, these are there's a lot of sporadic great points here. All of this potentially valid. Um, I love. What I love does OP mean? Overpowered. 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 Okay. Overpowered. Um, yeah, you're right. We you probably use that too often because it's, it's just a weird acronym. Um, uh, I I love Steve's take that if this was like a who done it, then uh, Yellow's obviously not it because she's the obvious suspect, and like Blue actually is who would be because it's who you least expect. I love that take. Um. That would be the most shocking if uh, if Blue did it. Yeah, uh, it's it's there's the, all, all of you all of you bring up great points. I would say um, in terms of Tidehouse theory specifically, um, I really uh, like how it explains everything. I really want this to explain everything. I like I want to explain the cluster. I want it to explain why Earth is left alone. Um, there's a theory that we said on uh, on feedback number one podcast that uh, that like explained why. Uh, 
note why the gems just didn't do anything with the earth for like 5,000 years. And I loved that because I, that's like explains the premise of the show. Um, just, I, I love stuff like that. I think tied theory is, um, valid. I think that there's not really any big logical holes in it. Um, I'm, I, I probably don't agree. Um, I think the motivation for yellow to overthrow white would just be if white's the head diamond, yellow wants to take over. I think getting Rose involved is a little, is a little, uh, weird. Um, it, it does lose a little bit, but, uh, I like explaining yellow's reaction at the trial. Cause if you're going to say like, uh, yellow's just reacted. Yeah. I, yeah. 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 The yellow's a hothead take that Beatrice has passed. I agree with that. Like you, you can explain yellow's reaction in a lot of ways. You explain it like this and that she's going to get her to shut up because like Rose may have admitted it. It's an interesting theory. Definitely different than the ones we've seen. Um, here's another interesting theory, uh, from polymath who gives us a, a more in-depth take on the Pearl did it, which is one of the most common uh, takes nowadays. Um, Polymoth says, White Diamond ordered Pearl to Shatter Pink. So that's what this theory is about. White ordered Pearl to Shatter Pink. So Polymoth says, um, uh, Polymoth-art for the full theory on Tumblr. Um, in Adventures in Light Distortion, Pearl says, When I still served Homeworld, um, I saw it myself. She makes a suspicious, she makes a specific, a suspicious, suspicious pause and glances away for a second before she says she served Homeworld. I think she meant to say White Diamond. There's already a good amount of theories circulating about Pearl belonging to White Diamond already. I think the White Diamond sent Pearl to assassinate Pink. Blue says Pink was shattered using a sword, although Pearl's main weapon is a spear. She's been shown with sword experience. It would make sense that Pearl would be close enough to sneak behind a diamond. Uh, Zircon mentions a palanquin rider. I believe that Pearl disguised herself as Pearl uh, as Pink Diamond's palanquin pilot in order to get close to her. I believe that is why Pearl is a pink diamond on her suit as seen in Space Race and Back to the Barn. Later on, Pearl was regretful of what she did. She knew what would become of her if she was either caught or, or confessed about white rose was compassionate and took the blame for her okay um i like this theory because it explains the why is pearl like pink on the suit and white in general if if pearl belongs to uh white which a lot of people say pearl belongs to what pearl's white diamonds pearl then why does she have the pink diamond on the space suit well she disguised herself as uh as uh as pink in order to assassinate uh uh pink as as, a pink diamonds pearl or whatever to assassinate pink um i don't know anyone anyone buying anyone buying it it's no. possible. possible yeah i agree this is possible right this anything's all, possible they're all possible they're yeah. all possible yeah. like even when I, and when i rag on a theory it's not because i don't think it's true it's just like they're all valid but um this, this is valid this is logically consistent yeah, yeah. um I, I I, def, I definitely put uh, put some stake in that because, and I'm glad to actually someone finally got around to um, talking about when Pearl made that pause there. This show would not have that kind of dialogue unless they're intending to do something with it, and I think that explanation is one of, is pretty good. She was going to say White Diamond, but is keep, keeping things concealed because she's Pearl. She has secrets. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. can I just say also? Since the theory mentioned, like, sh- shattered using a sword. Like, that just, to me, shows I can't be Rose. Cause we'll, talk, business- we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll, get, fine, we'll get into fine. this. But yeah, yeah. But yeah that, the shattered using a sword. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, Rose's sword doesn't shatter gems. Yeah, yeah. Right. Got it, okay. got it, got it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's a whole confusion over this line. It's a whole thing. We'll get into <laughs> it. Um, yeah. So I think there's a lot of people on the Pearl train. This is a great Pearl explanation and involves white, which is interesting. My my general thing with Pearl is like, why uh, would you, Pearl doesn't seem generally Pearl is an open book. I guess that one line, she's not. Um, so I'd be surprised if Pearl did it. 
is is my take anyway uh so we've had two you know pretty consistent theories how's how about here one really out out there one from patron hugh he was really into this bismuth did it theory um that's his big it's his big is big pining theory i've asked him to condense it here it is hugh says i think bismuth shattered pink diamond in an unauthorized proof of concept raid she says she pitched uh shattering to rose i think she did so only after shattering pink by exactly the same kind of antics we heard the crystal gems reminisce about just solo first she briefly shapeshifted into a passable diamond or other gem that would do the trick uh palmed rose's sword and a breaking point and got pink diamond to step out of her palanquin then she shattered pink with the breaking point making it look like rose's sword did it shapeshifted into a passable rose course escaped and went to rose to pitch the proven concept and raise stakes this assumes that bismuth could shapeshift her whole body in different colors and not drop a sword and breaking point while she returns rose's form in cat fingers we saw amethyst shift from one animal form to another but she is always the color of her gem bismuth may have had more color options not to mention mad skills and power i think bismuth didn't tell anyone what she would do because they might have stopped her her choice to credit the rebellion and her epic achievement would both uh, perfectly fit and what we know about her devotion to Crystal Gems' epic war stories. As for uh, committing the gems to this course uh, without permission, Business probably thought what, that when Rose saw the effect, she would agree or at least commit to follow through. Mm. Okay. Um, again, I, I think this is mostly logically consistent. So my, the big problem with the Bismuth did it is that I think Pew's the only one on this theory, by the way. So it's not like this is a this is, But uh, I think the big problem is that Bismuth has been in one episode. Um, and it's like not a, a major character. So, um, attributing it to Bismuth is, would be very weird. Mm-hmm. Um, another, another problem is that it mostly contradicts what we saw in yeah. Bismuth, mm-hmm. uh, like thematically, but Hugh, Hugh explains it. And, um, in theory, what he's saying could be true is what I would say. Uh, it's possible, but I disagree. I really think the breaking point was a new weapon that's just finished. When Bismuth and Rose had their little confrontation, and Bismuth ended up bubbled, so I st- I really believe that was what happened. So until Canyon in the show is proven wrong, that's what I really believe happened. Yeah, uh, Bis- the episode Bismuth portrays it as a new weapon. I agree. Yeah. Um. So I- I'd be I'd be pretty shocked if Bismuth did it. <laughs> uh, is what I'd say. Um. So yeah, but it's it's an interesting theory. We should, we maybe we should be looking on the out there theories rather than. Um, on these uh, obvious candidates like Pearl. Maybe maybe it's more interesting. Like Blue Diamond, maybe. Maybe. Anyway. Oh. Yeah. It was a lover uh, spat. Love, yeah, exactly. Maybe. Maybe. The ship. Yeah. Okay. So the, uh, I want to briefly get into, I want to spend too much time on this, but this is a big point of contention among uh, me and other people. Um, this is about, in, in the trial, uh, Blue, Blue Diamond's um, Steven says, uh, yeah, I probably did it with the breaking point. And then Blue's like, she was shattered with a sword. And there are basically two explanations to explain why she says this. Um, so I want to present the two explanations, um, and, uh, see what you guys think. Um, and I'll give, I'll give my like objective take and then I'll ask you guys for opinion. So Alex says, um, Patron Alex, I think if you take the scene at face value, Blue Diamond simply says uh, that in disrupting, uh, disputing Stephen's retelling of the story, it wasn't the breaking point. It was a sword. Everyone mentions a sword, right? Um, no one would mistake the breaking point for a sword if they saw it. And even if the weapon was kept secret, it would be strange if you simply accepted that someone calls a sword a breaking point. Um, 
Jerry Danton says, when Steven says Rose probably used the breaking point, if Blue Diamond believed him and was crying out in anger, why would she say it was a sword? She either knows what the breaking point is somehow and that it's not a sword, or she doesn't, in which case, why would she hear that name and think it was referring to a sword? Given how the conversation plays out in the actress's line delivery, I'm pretty sure the point of the sequence was to sow doubt in Blue Diamond's and Zircon's minds about whether Steven did it, and uh, did it despite uh, the fact that he was uh, confessing by having his statements contradict what was known about Pink Diamond's shattering. Um, so here's the Alex side of the, of the retelling. Um, Alex says Blue Diamond is disputing Steven when, uh, Steven says, um, I did it with the, uh, the breaking point. And Blue Diamond says, no, it was, it was with the sword. Now here's my take on it. Here's how I initially interpreted the scene was, um, Blue is following Steven's story. Steven says, I probably killed her with the breaking point. And Blue is like, Oh my God, she was shattered with a sword like that. Like it was, um, she's, she was saying that Steven said it was with the sword and she says, um, Oh, wow. That's, uh, that's so depressing that a, a diamond, uh, such a grand diamond could be shattered with a simple sword. Um, there's ramifications of the line on either interpretation because, uh, it says that, um, like it says a lot about what blue knows and how blue interprets what Steven's saying. I believe that both interpretations objectively like make no sense. Um, and this has actually like really annoyed me because I don't think there's any interpretation of the scene that makes sense. Maybe you guys can convince me otherwise, but, um, under the Alex interpretation, um, it wasn't the breaking point. It was a sword. Um, she like has to know, either, either under either interpretation, she has to have some information on what the breaking point is. Like uh, the fact that it's either a sword or not a sword, or she assumes that it's a sword if Steven says it under my interpretation, which I don't think makes sense. Under the Alex interpretation, she said she knows the breaking point isn't a sword. Um, now, uh, I don't think that makes sense with what we saw in the episode Bismuth. As Steve mentioned earlier, I, that's a new weapon when uh, Rose presents when Bismuth presents it to Rose, and I don't think it like leaves Bismuth's layer. Like I don't think it's known information what the breaking point is, or at least what we're presented as. Now under my interpretation, she hears breaking point and assumes it's a sword. That also doesn't really make any sense, I think, because why would you hear breaking point and think sword? It says the word point on it, but why do the gems have why do the diamonds have a concept of sword naming or what a sword like, you know, like there's um so to me, neither makes sense. Um, so my question is, which do you think is correct? And, um, do you think that it, it, it actually does make sense? You just watch this, uh, Beatrice, what's your take yeah. on it? Okay. Well, you, you make a good point. Like there is some sort of discrepancy there. I, I, based on how she delivers the line, I think she was saying, it, she basically was saying that what Stephen was saying doesn't make sense, that she was killed with a sword, not the breaking point. But how does she know what that is? Maybe, and this is where like my hypothesizing comes in. Maybe there were, maybe they never saw what breaking point was, but there was like a rumor about it. Cause this is a war. So you're going to have people talking about like, oh, like they have, they created this like weapon or whatever that can shatter things or whatever. So maybe she might have like previous knowledge in that sense, but nothing on the show has told us that that's the case. So I, I, I'm simply going based on the delivery of how the scene played out that it's more along the lines of her telling Steven, no, it's not breaking point. It's a sword. But I agree with you in that that doesn't make sense because how would she know what breaking point was? Yeah. 
Yeah, so the 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 lion the voice actress uh, of Blue Diamond's delivery is more in line with the Alex interpretation of uh, that she's contradicting Stephen. I don't think it sounds exactly like a normal person would say that. It kind of is ambiguous, but it certainly doesn't sound like it under my interpretation. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a point in that favor. Um, um, John, John, which do you think, and do you think it's like true, or do you think it's it's ambiguous? Um, I really. I actually, I, I think there's a bit of a third option in here, to be honest with you. I'm, I sort of interpreted that whole scene. It's like Blue Diamond probably did see Pink get killed firsthand. She was told what happened. And what she was told was that she was killed by a sword. Um, I think she, they probably know. I think they have swords on Homeworld. So I don't think that's out there. But I think she just interrupted Steven because she knows Pink Diamond is dead. She was told that a Rose Quartz killed pig diamond she probably just had enough of steven trying to uh cobble together some random nonsensical way of describing how he killed pink diamond i think she's just like stop 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 it's a sword quit it with this nonsense i know what happened and that sort of thing i don't know whether or not it could be a sword that killed pink diamond i'm not that doesn't something about that doesn't sound right but I thought it was just more exasperation at, you know, this tiny rambling human coming up with, you know, jump kicks and yeah. random nonsense. I think I it was just, just more some- exasperation. Yeah. Can I say something? Because this idea just occurred to me. So um, Blue Diamond. is she OK? You know how Sapphire is blue. So I'm assuming she worked on a Blue Diamond. Does Blue Diamond somehow have some sort of like future sensing presence like sapphire or is that only sapphires that have that because she has some sort of like empathy thing because when she cries she makes everyone else cry so maybe when pink diamond was shattered if she was shattered she felt her go so that's what she thinks it was a sword because she felt it being pierced you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so maybe that's it it's not necessarily that she knows exactly she was there and she saw it happen but she felt it. So that's why she was like, no, it was a sword because I know it. Like, that's how it felt to me. Oh. Maybe it's like that. That could be an idea. If I can answer your question, I don't believe she has future vision. Because I think it's pretty obvious. And in the answer, she needed Sapphire's future vision because she couldn't do it herself. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't that's have future vision. Well, but not I think future vision, but the, empath- the, the, empathy. The, the, yeah, yeah. The empathy, empathy powers, I think, are certainly um, possible. She could have sensed it. I think that's a good point. Um, that's, that's possible. I don't know if it, it, so that's potentially how she gleaned the information. She also could have just been told, um, in terms of what, uh, what John said, I, that's interesting. I really like, uh, that interpretation of like, just, just stop. Like she's good with the sword. I know that. Um, I still think that's predicated on, um, her think, knowing that breaking point isn't a sword because I, unless she just randomly said it at that point, she did say it right after Steven said the breaking point thing. Steven's mm-hmm. like explicitly said, this is how it happened. And she said, it's with the sword. Um, so I, I guess she could have just happened to have said it then. Um, but I do, I do like the read on her, like, uh, her motivations at, at that point, certainly. Um, Steve, which do, do you have a, a read on the scene? Oh, I, I kind of agree with John. I, John mostly, I just think Blue Diamond just, just lost her emotions. It's just, she just thought Steve and his rambling were just thinking this, this was, was a game or something. He's like, I thought she got mad. This is serious. This is about you think the death of my like sister is a game to you, boy. That's what I mm. interpreted that as. 
That's a good read on that too. Yeah. Um, I think you guys might have the tone down. Uh, like it's possible that's what they're going for, but like she really, the timing of saying it after Steven says, uh, breaking point really makes it sound like she's contradicting him under that interpretation. Um, I I don't, yeah, I don't know if there's like, uh, is John is like, would your answer to that be that she just happens to say it then? And it's like unrelated. I, I would say so because it's like I don't think she's contradicting him because in a sense there's really nothing to contradict. I don't believe Blue Diamond saw or actually knows for sure what happened to Pink Diamond. She was just hoping that Rose Quartz, Stephen in this case, was going to confirm what she was told. And when he was, you know, and while he was trying to give his explanation – Maybe the first time a rambling defendant made themselves look more innocent than guilty, I may add. Uh, it was just sort of, just tell me it was a sword. I know this. Just tell me it was a sword. I think it was just coincidental or it was not the answer she was looking for. She was jumping in. So I really, I really think it's, uh, I really think that might be the case. I don't think she would knows what the breaking point is. I don't think any of them do. Right. I, yeah. So that it doesn't make sense that they know what the breaking point is. Yeah. Um. It should be noted, like you said, that uh, she the whole purpose of she asked Stephen to testify because she said like she wants to know what happened. She could have just been saying like, "Give me your take on it." Like I've heard something on my end, so that may kind of make sense. But part of like support for my interpretation is that like, why would she insert that it's a sword when she's asking what happened? But um, that's a potential explanation. I I, I really like uh your read on it um i still don't think the breaking point line makes sense i actually like the 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 place i've determined here uh the place i've landed is that this is just like a a miscue from the show i I think there's no explanation that fully makes sense um and it's not like a obfuscating the mythology thing i think that this is supposed to make a some amount of sense and it just doesn't um, it actually kind of really pissed me off about with the episode, the trial. Uh, I don't, I, maybe I shouldn't care that much, but, uh, yeah, I'd like, I previously I was like, oh, the trial, top 10 episodes of the show. And now I'm like, I just can't do it with this, this, this scene. I'm just too, too annoyed. I still think my interpretation's well, right, but I don't know. Well, I really... hold, well, hold on. Well, hold on one second, Dylan. We're, I yes. mean, we're going through all these different theories here. Let's just remember all these theories are based on one episode. The, if Rebecca Sugar is correct and this is, and whole season five is going to be a murder mystery there's going to be plenty of time to potentially confirm or deny any theory that's been presented in front of us so let's it could, it could totally make sense you're right like it could like retroactively like they could present more info it could totally make sense we're, we're basing a ton on the episode bismuth which is just such a crucial episode I, my, my what i would respond to that with is like i think like the experience of watching now matters like me watching this episode without having seen future episodes determines that this is a frustrating experience to not like know what they're trying to say with this line and not in a way of like we're going to reveal this later more just in a way of like they're showing me something now and it like doesn't work it's possible that they're trying to reveal that they know what the breaking point is if that's the case then they like it kind of makes sense but i think that's not what they're doing um but I'm I'm open to like having it make sense later, but I don't think that like rectifies the current viewing experience. So uh, I I agree, and that's why it's it's important to not outright dismiss or deny any theories because right now we don't have any evidence to deny that theory. And the real the point of the trial and really the whole point of Wanted is to get people thinking about how Pig Diamond was killed. And look at our case; this is the second feedback episode you get. We're doing uh, mission accomplished. 
Yeah, I I agree. I think they got a little caught up in this this what they're doing with 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 Wanted of like spurring this like mystery plot going, and they went too far obfuscating for me. And for the most part, like it's just this one sequence that that it goes too far. But um, for the most part, and I know we're caring too much about like two lines of dialogue. Most people don't care, but yeah, it's uh, including me. <laughs> okay, Steve, calling me out. Yeah, so it's uh, it's in jet. Yeah, so uh, I think most listeners agree with you, Steve. But um, it's it's yeah, it's uh, they they their their intent with this whole Wanted was to like spur like uh thought and uh this is like the most steven university like special in that like they're like presenting options for future plot points and stuff like that um i i I think this i think this like exchange is indicative of my problem potential overall problems with the show and like it being too obfuscating and stuff but um yeah anyway larger discussion to be had later if you if you've solved the scene let us know in the comments i think john's came the closest so far to solving the scene so can we'll see we'll see if we can get uh we can crowdsource this okay let's talk Lars people care more about Lars than that stupid line so um a lot of a lot of uh a, a lot of Lars love Raphael says how do you think Lars's redemption stacks up against Zuko's please dedicate at least 50 minutes to this topic well Raphael if you insist then let's know no, no. um this is like this is like a uh this is like an overly animated from the spur world joke in that uh, all redemption arcs must be compared to Zuko's so um <laughs> worse the answer is obviously worse because zuko's has the best yeah. redemption arc but Lars's is good right like uh this was good stuff uh, uh i'm just gonna actually i will say that i think Lars's might be better because i did not see this coming from him to the extent that it did when i was originally watching last airbender i was like 13 when it came out i was talking with my cousin 10 episodes in we both realized you know Zuko's going to teach Aang firebending, right? And we were like, yeah, that's the only way this can happen. So I was kind of anticipating that from the beginning. I wasn't anticipating with Lars. So I got to give a slight edge to Lars here. It's certainly more of a surprise. Yeah, Zuko was obvious, right? Everyone knows Zuko's going to turn. Yeah. But but uh, it's not like Lars has ever been bad. It's just that you didn't think he'd like be so cool. So it's a different type of redemption. I agree it's more surprising. It doesn't make it better, but it is more surprising for sure. Um, yeah, it, in terms of like specific comparisons, I don't know. We don't need to get into it. It's, but. it, it, it's yeah, surprising to me too with Lars, but not as surprising if it, if it was Ronaldo. That would be the most shocking <laughs> <laughs> yes, where's the Ronaldo redemption? Come yeah. on, let's do it. <laughs> Though oh, I do God. I have to wonder you talk about great redemption arcs. Um really before Zuko, the one redemption that always comes to mind to me in terms of member of redemption is always Vegeta, but from Dragon Ball Z, but Zuko I do believe is like my favorite redemption, even though it's very predictable, but yeah, we could go. We could go back even further to Vegeta, but we don't need. <laughs> yeah. to, we don't need to get into that. <laughs> well, after <laughs> Andy would love that. Yeah, we could, we could, uh, we'll get on the DBZ discussions. No, we haven't had that yet, but that's, 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 that's we could get okay. Secular Winter Festival says, um, do you think Lars's resurrection was planned from the beginning as his name sounds like a, uh, contraction slash allusions to Lazarus? Um, I love questions like this, not the Lazarus. I think the Lazarus part's like, uh, kind of interesting. I don't, I'm not too, too into like name origin stuff, but a certain people really are. I love like, was this like planned from the beginning of the show? Like when they're like, when Rebecca's like outlining Lars's character, does she like know that this specific thing in Wanted's going to happen? Yeah, that, you know, I think, I think they must have because, or at least maybe they didn't know. That at that moment that Lars was going to be the one to like explain what lion is, 
but they must have had that concept because Lion came pretty early on. So, and I'm I and I'm just assuming that Lion is one of Rose's lines that she resurrects and yeah. he becomes whole another topic. But yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it, yeah, it's I, I buy it. I buy it that it's planned from the beginning. Like this seems like such a fundamental part of Lars and Lion and the show, and it's really cool to be finally getting into like this is like maybe an end game thing, like from Rebecca and the writers. Like, and it's kind of cool to potentially getting into a uh, initial planned end game thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Steve. Okay. Okay. I I believe it was definitely planned from the beginning. Also, keep look at the name, Lars. Lion. Both start with L. <laughs> not. Coincidence? Yeah. Mm, I, maybe. I think, mm. <laughs> I think not. That's. <laughs> I, th- I think not, says so, Steve. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. John, any take on this? Uh, entire- entirely possible. Uh, <laughs> and you know what it is? The Crewniverse is, they're all very smart, very intelligent. They have this story. They, they make great efforts to plan out the story. It would not surprise me if this was going, this was Lars's big shining moments and it's going to play a factor in the end game because it has to i mean yeah. they're not going to leave lars on homeworld forever uh, sadie would miss him mm, and yeah, well, they yeah, don't but... would have to hire somebody else which yeah, would... which they seem incapable of doing yeah so yeah. it's uh yeah we got to bring the lars sadie shipping back so that's the primary yeah. reason i mean how will sadie react to pink exploded, lars so of course it's going to be difficult yeah um it's uh yeah like uh wanted for the first time to me feels like we're getting into the culmination of steven universe's mythology we're getting into the end game and that's what makes it so exciting like this is this is it like we're getting there and it's not really it because there's a lot of show left but it feels like it so i I think that that's gonna be fun um polymath says uh lion has the power to teleport and uh has the ability to roar shockwaves we don't know if he got these powers when rose resurrected him or if rose gave him these powers sometime before his death if he did receive these powers after his resurrection does that mean lars has similar powers now also what would happen if lars went into lion's mane or vice versa (laughs) um so we know that lion and lars share some things they share pink and they share like the head portal um, but we don't know if Lars can manifest uh, interdimensional portals and uh, other things that Lion can do. I guess Lion can also do other things. Um, is I I guess I'm under the assumption. I I think that Lion has extra stuff probably that Lars doesn't have. Mm, I agree. Uh, I I just think it's too early for Lars to get any special powers. I think he might be not be completely human anymore. I think he might be immortal, but that's pretty much it, and people could go through him, but I don't. I, I think at the very least, he's gonna have to meet Lion and get some training done to unlock any powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lars, Lars training. Uh, that could be fun. Um, yeah. it's there's there's the last ever. We'll we'll see what powers Lars has. Um, it's uh, it's another character with arbitrary amounts of powers to join Steven, so that's fun. That's but fun. rather, I don't, I don't know if he'll have this. I, I think he will have some ability, but I don't know if he's going to have the same as Lion. Because, you know, Rose was the one who resurrected Lion. Lars was resurre- resurrected by Steven. It's, even though they are the same, essentially the same entity, I'd like to think they're separate. So... I don't know. He might have different abilities. It might not be he can do shockwaves. Maybe he can, I don't know, change his form or who knows. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, 
going to be interesting to get into Lars. We'll probably if we have a if we have a large amounts of time between the next one, we'll do a Lars specific uh, roundtable discussion. We can get into him more. That'll be fun. Um, I'm going to conclude by taking some sporadic ones from my other category on the other feedback here. I'm not going to get into all of it. We're running out short on time. But uh, Gurn Prime says, as to why Line can't teleport to Homeward, well, it took him a minute just to get to the Moon, implying it's slower than light. So something outside the solar system would probably take forever, especially since in uh, Log Date Garn it said Homeworld was in a different galaxy. So this is in response to like why doesn't uh lion just teleport to homeworld and teleport back and gurn prime makes a great point that it's not instantaneous when they go in back to the moon it's uh it does take us a few seconds so i, I buy i buy this explanation i buy uh, yeah, yeah lion not yeah. somehow uh all powerful and can just instantly teleport places although that didn't come to mind immediately for me mm-hmm. um Yep. Uh, Steve has a few things. Ba- I'm going to summarize one of your things, Steve. You said okay. that um, what if Steven's resurrection tiers only work on people he uh, really cares about? Uh, like he has to have genuine sadness to bring people back to life, basically. So that was Paradox the first time. Which, remember that you kidnapped him before they became friends? That was uh, a spit, though, wasn't it? I know, but still, first- yeah, still he was doing it under duress. And it and it did, and it couldn't work. I don't even remember to be honest. But I, I yeah. think that was when his powers still were like off after the events of Jailbreak because they come in and out. Yeah, but mm, by, yeah. by well, maybe that's Jim's story. But I still believe with tears, though, it has to be genuine tears. He has to really feel the empathy and sadness for the person in in question, or else it wouldn't work. Yeah, because yeah, if not, then Blue Diamond could just make him cry, and he can like resurrect everybody. So yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, he could resurrect an entire army by just, uh, you know, holding an onion to his eyes. I definitely Exactly, yeah, yeah. It it makes sense thematically with both, like, the concept of crying and also yeah. just with the show. So <laughs> I, I buy yeah. it, yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's – I wonder if it's something we'll have explained or if this will be a plot point or if it's just, like, a, a fun, like, thing to speculate on. But, yeah, I, I buy it. Steve also said – I love this uh, comment. I think it's, like, from your original feedback, Steve, oh. you said. Um, uh, what do you – what uh, – do you guys think we would have had an Avatar Kyoshi in the trial in which uh, Steven turned into Rose and uh, said what happened? That would have been cool. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I know it wasn't going to happen, but still. I, I love the parallel to uh, Avatar Day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 you have a similar situation yeah. with Steven being a, uh, a incarnation of Rose and Aang being an incarnation of Kyoshi. That would have been fun, yeah. He was he was gonna he was gonna turn into rose quartz and he would have been sentenced to community service. That was that's really how the show ends. He gets the return to home world and nothing else happens. The diamonds decide on a lenient sentence. Yeah, that. Uh, where's this? We need a like a YouTube poop of the two uh, combinant combination or something. Like uh, oh. let's let's get a fan of this. You mean like Stephen turning into Avatar Kyoshi with Rose's face on? on <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something like that. We yeah. can do that. Um. Yeah. It's 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 fun. Uh. So uh, well, let's conclude here. Patronox says, one theory I've uh, since come across I'm strongly inclined to believe. So we see Blue Diamond can affect other people's emotions or state of mind. So could that power be heightened, whether it could be by fusion or just an intense episode of grief to corrupt gems? Mm. Can Blue Diamond corrupt gems? Um, I don't know. Because the thing is, like, Blue, okay, like, she can make people cry. But that doesn't necessarily mean they're genuine tears. They, that just means that they can just start crying. You know what I mean? So I don't mm. like it, even like for instance, like during the trial scene, just everybody starts to tear up, but everyone wasn't like sobbing like she was. They were just tears just started to fall. So I don't know. I don't know. 
Yeah, it's it's an interesting thought. I really don't understand how the corruption sure. stuff works, and it hasn't been in the show in a while. Um, yeah, they've they've let that sort of yeah wither, haven't they? Like, yeah. <laughs> I assume it'll come back. Uh, for now, I can't really comment on any corruption stuff. We'll see what happens, but it's possible. I think it's possible for sure. Um, okay, so uh, there's even more feedback, but we'll cut it off there. Uh, let's go, you let's go through each of you guys. Give me your uh, any. Uh, follow-ups to anything that was said or last things you have to get on your out of uh off your chest about wanted or about anything we discussed uh beatrice maybe it's because i'm just become so accustomed to like superhero storylines but until i see a shattered pink diamond i don't believe she's gone <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say look many people echo your sentiments uh we had a poll on the patron group half the people agreed with you half the people thought it was uh pearl so those are the two, uh, at least as of right after Wanted, those were the takes. So, um, yeah. Also, just general, like, pink pink, uh, or uh, pink is, like, in a part of conspiracy, Rose, you know. it's There's a lot of stuff like that going around, so certainly possible. Oh, and one, one last thing. The pink diamond could be the cluster. I'm not going to explain that. I'm just going to leave it at that. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's a whole other podcast. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't know why. Something relating to the cluster, I I agree, but uh, interesting, interesting. Uh, John, what are your uh, final thoughts? If any of the Cruderverse is listening to this podcast, I beg and beseech you to not have us wait too long for the season to come back. I am prepared to make whatever sacrifices of animals (laughs) and herd and cattle as necessary. I I think you need to talk to CN's scheduling department there, not the Cruderverse, but... uh... (laughs) Uh, oh well, okay, that it's a lost cause. Never mind. Yeah, it's a lost cause. It's, it's a lost cause. I Don't see it. It could be back next week. It could. It, they could it's surprise Eric next week, or it could be in September, like uh, or even later. The episode yeah. will be on the app right now as we speak. You never know. <laughs> it, could, could, it could be. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I agree. Animal sacrifices will not work with the Cartoon Network scheduling department. They are too arbitrary. Um, I will say, I did an analysis. I just for myself, I'd even post this. I did an analysis of the pace of Steven Universe episodes airing. We are nine episodes behind the pace of last year, or ahead, ahead of the pace. Oh. So, uh, mm-hmm. like, we went into Summer of Steven last year with nine less episodes. So it makes sense if we wouldn't have a full Summer of Steven because we are we are ahead of the pace. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think the reason for Summer of Steven was because they had that such a long hiatus. They had such a and it created a backlog. I prob I don't usually start worrying until two months have gone by since an episode has been aired. And once it gets to be that point, then I'll, you know, start yeah, well, that, wondering when it comes you, you back. Might, you, might, you might get to that point. We'll, we'll see about that. <laughs> uh, I, I think I think this is all about um, this is a little different discussion. I think it's all about how, however Cartoon Network scheduling department uh, interprets the current trends and they're trying to uh, adapt cables dying etc cetera, etc cetera. so they're trying to adapt and like air episodes in a way in which they think is most appropriate disney's currently doing this by like bombing episodes in a month like of entire seasons this is generally the trend i'd be surprised if su was back weekly for an extended period of time although it was weekly for a large period of time this year so um like a- barely any a- other cn shows are weekly avatar the last airbender ended on a bomb most people forget that that was back it in did. 2000 2000- Eight. Right. And uh, Nick, ahead of the times or just wanted to uh, run a distance to this kid because they but the whole couldn't. series was up on DVD by then, I believe. Yeah, it was also like out on DVD early. That was a whole nother mess. OK, Steve, what is your final comments on Wanted? OK, I I think after all this evidence, I just find it hard to believe Pink Diamond is not good, that she wasn't on our side. 
And while I, I surrender the pink diamond is lion theory, I, that's done. I believe lions just was just a lion, but I do believe pink diamond. He's alive. He's there somewhere. Rose, like maybe maybe like fake shattered her and able to bring her back or something because I don't know. I I just find hard to believe like some that one of her subordinates would have like like power of tears to bring people back with compassion unless she herself was a very compassionate person so that's a good point yeah uh i forgot about this last but this reminds me of another piece of feedback that goes against what you're saying steve so let me briefly read this i've gotten a lot of this type of opinion a lot uh fuzzy necromancer on tumblr says here's why i hate the rose's pink diamond pink diamond is alive etc theories they're predicated on the idea that rebellion couldn't happen without the complicit the complicity of a diamond that our diamond is somehow special the best truth is pink diamond was just another tyrant another cruel monarch and rose was just another grad who decided to take a stand there's no good tyrant no righteous aristocrat there's uh just there's just another monster with too much power if i could just rebuttal one thing though we know earth was her first planet first and only planet so she had no experience in this, so right. I think it's more of a thematic argument. So I don't. I don't think evidence like that affects this argument. So basically, this a lot of people say like, stop saying pink is good. Like oppressors are not good people; they're bad people. Like uh, this is like this is like uh, saying oh, like uh, evil. You know, they like they take this as a metaphor for generally. Um, uh, you know, the general world applying it to our world yeah. and stuff like just uh, tyrants are bad. Like that's how it works, you know. Yeah. And it, it, it's more of just like a, a moral argument. Well, and I, I understand. I understand what they're saying. Well, I just want complexity because, just like I really, really hope Eclipse is not just evil, but that's another show, another story. But yeah, <laughs> um, it's the. Uh, like I, I get what these people are saying in theory. What uh, this person's saying, who sent us the ask, um, you know, it's just I, I it's a macro argument for um, um for a micro, uh, you know, topic here. It's this is one specific thing. Um, things that happen in Steven Universe don't necessarily need to have a giant moral implication, even though they often do. Not everything is going to like. There's gonna at least be one twist that negates this good versus evil like uh, type thing. Like it's it's gonna happen. I. You know, I don't think there's going to be a moral gray. There's going to be moral gray somewhere. Like, yes, there's bad people, but um, there can still be bad people, and one of them can be good. Perhaps something like Code Geass, which you ever saw that show? Yeah. The beginning of the show, it looks so clearly black and white, good versus evil. Then by the end, it was so so complex and gray. But the most realistic type of war compared to a like say Fire Nation in War in Avatar, but. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I understand where these people are coming from, but, um, I, I do think we hold Steven Universe to such a high moral standard. Um, you know, sometimes things can, can happen that, uh, don't have giant moral implications, but, you know, this is, this is a whole, again, this is a whole other thing. So there you go. There's our second feedback podcast. Let us know what you guys thought in the comments to any of this. Um, we are over hour three now on wanted discussion. Uh, <laughs> You know, if there's nothing else, we're just going to keep discussing Wanted. Justin and Michelle haven't even had their Wanted podcast yet, so we're going to have another oh. one. And uh, it's going <laughs> to there's going to be even more. Uh, thanks to uh, you guys, Beatrice, John, Steve. Good job here. Good job to all of our listeners sending in stuff. Yeah. You can find us overlyanimated.com. You can consider supporting us on patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thank you very much to all of our patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, uh, Alex, a.k.a. Spun Universidad. And thanks, as always, to our patron executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, and Alex. Um, 
their present present company included yeah so they're they yeah thanks guys listening we had final comments already so yeah good stuff comment here comment on youtube keep the discussion going like if you comment on here there's enough then there's a possibility for a third feedback you know if they keep you this is just an infinite feedback loop if we oh that's a pun actually so infinite (laughs) infinite feedback feedback loop so um just keep it coming i won't keep discussing wanted because uh I, still a lot of hype all the wanted podcasts done very well uh ratings wise for us too so thumbs up thumbs up guys thanks for listening and we will see you next time bye 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 take care